Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. and welcome to a huge episode of Cinema at Home Amazon Prime Edition. It's been a while since our last episode so we've got tons of content for you all to enjoy. As ever, joining me is the heavenly Herbie Hilsden, the kingly Craig Fields and the devilish David Long. <laughs> Herbie, how are you? This week. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> uh, how you doing, hello. Ro- yes, I'm not too bad, thank you. I've been... Uh... I've actually been to the cinema a few times lately, which has been great fun. Nice. Oh, I can what hear did a, you watch? I can hear a beeping. Is that in my head? <laughs> Sorry, the jingle is still playing. <laughs> I'll turn it down a little bit for you, just so you don't have any <laughs> beeping in your uh, head. We're organised as always. Love it. Lovely to be organised. Yes, the cinema. You asked me about the cinema because I said about the cinema. That's how conversations work. Um <laughs> Yeah, so first time I went, I went to see uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban in our super screen, which was absolutely fantastic. It's my favourite Harry Potter film by far. And it was just so nice being back and having a bit of normality resuming because that's what it's all about. There are about six other people in the mm. screen, which was also ideal, in a seat of nearly th- in a screen of nearly 300 seats. So social distancing was not an issue there because everyone was about 20 metres away, not two. Um, and then I went to see Interstellar in the IMAX, which... I wanted to see when it first came out. I was considering getting a train into London just to watch it in, I think it was the BFI IMAX I really wanted to watch it in, which would have been absolutely ideal, um, but never got around to it. So it was it was absolutely brilliant to see it in our IMAX yeah. um, for the first time. It felt like watching it for the first time again, and I've seen it several times since it came out nearly six years ago now, which is also scary. Wow. And I went to see An American Pickle with my friend, which stars Seth Rogen. And that was quite good fun. And I'm sure if you get you guys, you and David and Craig, get around to doing a um, a main episode of Is It Worth It Soon, that should be hopefully one of the first ones on your list if, you're, if you um, get to do it soon and it's still showing because that was a very interesting film. I won't say any more than that. <laughs> but it was certainly different. I, I feel like you've broken some special news to to the world. Herbie <laughs> may have Amazon may have let the cat out, out of, of the, the bag. bag. Yes, uh, no, we are planning on bringing back the main show. I wouldn't have done because I said if. Yeah, you did say if. Yeah, I mean, you alluded to the fact that we may be coming back and uh, you are totally correct. We are trying our very best to catch all the films in the cinema, even the battle run. So you, the listener, doesn't have to and uh, it is happening. Uh, David has actually seen three films that are going to be on our next uh, episode, week 49, I think it's going to be. Week something. We've got to yeah. look it up. We do have to um, look it up. But it I'm is going to happen. Excited, yeah. We um, the big main show is going to be a tenant uh, orientated film with three other films, hopefully attached to it. And American Pickle is going to be one of them for sure, um, because I have uh, put myself in for that, so I know I'm going to be seeing that. So that's fine. But we too have been to the cinema over hmm. here, uh, and uh, I have. Uh, we both saw Interstellar in the IMAX together. Yeah. Wow. It was. It was like, as you said, uh, Herbie, it was like watching the film for the first Aww. time after seeing it, you know, once. Uh, maybe once? No, 
several times. Um, no, it yeah, it was just a fantastic, fantastic watch in the IMAX, uh, and they, both David and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I have been very much so satisfied in in wanting to bring back the main show because of the a social distancing rules and the clarification of something that I was very worried about, and that was the air conditioning units within uh, all cinema chains. Um, and they've clarified to me that the one, especially the one that I go to regularly, uh, you uses a aircon system that recirculates doesn't recirculate air i should say it it takes the air out and brings fresh air in and purifies it which is exactly what i was looking for when wanting to go back um so i am very pleased and um very much so looking forward to bringing back the main show uh david how are you i'm very warm it's it's a muggy muggy evening here it Um, sounds like it's raining somewhere uh that's probably me (laughs) see if i can can close my window for you guys um no i'm 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 well Uh, i've also been like you said going to the cinema i saw i've been a bit of a christopher nolan uh adventure i saw interstellar in the imax which if you've never seen is just a sensational film and a must watch i also rewatched dunkirk um in uh in imax as well which i really really enjoyed much preferred it to the first time i saw it in imax really interesting again christopher nolan obsessed with the use of time and like you said i've actually seen three brand new films uh i know you haven't had time to see those yet including an american pickle which i have some very strong opinions on um, which i will be bringing to you on the main show uh who else do we have to check in with have we have we asked uh, ranjit how he is i don't think so ranjit <laughs> how art thou Oh, I art thou <laughs> very, <laughs> that's very Shakespearean. Shakespearean. Don't know how to answer well. that. <laughs> but, um, Reggie, yeah, doing... are you to be or not to be? <laughs> I think I'm to be. Um, <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Wait, you're not Toby. <laughs> oh, oh, I wish I was, was Toby. Was I bad. wish I was Toby. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm all good. Um, I have recently finished watching Chernobyl. Oh, wow. um, oh, which yes. plays into a film we're going to discuss today quite well. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, it's an incredible show. So I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's about five episodes, I think. Um, yeah, four or five episodes. My yeah. manager at work keeps telling me how much he knows what kind of films and series I'm into. Yeah. He keeps telling me to watch uh, Chernobyl and it is on my to watch list. So if, yeah. if, if you've seen it and recommend it, yeah, I definitely need to, watch need to it. check it out. Yeah, definitely check it out. Um but yeah, other than that, just uh, I haven't been to the cinema yet. I'm excited to go back. I think Tenet will probably be the first film I watch when I go back. Um, and yeah, so now that the formalities are out of the way, let's get on with the show. To start off with, let's talk about Radioactive, which arrived on Amazon Prime in July. After the death of her beloved husband, Mary Curie's commitment to science remains strong as she tries to explain previously unknown radioactive elements, but it soon becomes terrifyingly evident that her work could lead to applications in medicine that could save thousands of lives or applications in warfare that could destroy them by the billions. Let's take a listen to a clip. You've been frowning at that all week. I'm observing. What are you looking for? I find it easier to observe when I'm not talking. I measure uranium and I discover less radiations than I do in its ore. The ore is more powerful than the element. Exactly. 
and I can't There must be work. some anomaly in the results. I've run the same test six times. I get identical results. My instinct is that there is another element that's skewing the results. You think you found an undiscovered element? If you're laughing at me, then I'm... No, I'm not laughing at you. That's exciting. Your measuring equipment's useless. It's worked perfectly fine for me if so far. If we're going to get the figures you need, we need something that's capable of extreme precision. There is no we. You need something that's capable of measuring microscopic aspects of no, energy. Please, yes, no, please. Yes, no, no, no. I have an idea. Follow me. That's a great uh, clip that you've chosen there, Craig. Um, I'll kick things off uh, just by saying I feel like you, just from that clip alone, you can tell that Rosamund Pike's performance in this film is absolutely excellent. Um, she's just abs- She's just sort of she really is taking on this role of Mary Curie so well and um, she's so believable in the way she's portraying her. Um, and, you know, she's uh, this this uh, incredibly intelligent female scientist in this predominantly male-dominated uh, industry and society. And um, her, it's a, well, it's a true story, obviously, and her her discoveries and stuff are just so important into what, what happens with, you know, history from this moment on, especially when it comes to radioactive elements. And, um, I think, I think I really did enjoy this film. I think it has a few pacing issues. Um, and I I think the script maybe has slight issues. I feel like it was a bit too, Mm. too, uh, uh, a bit too sort of, uh, in your face and sort of on the nose and what it's trying to say. Yeah. Um, there's some moments where they're talking about um, radioactive elements and how what it the, the bad it could do in the wrong hands. And there are some flash forwards and some flashbacks. And it felt like to me that they were included maybe because there wasn't enough in the script to sort of fill out the runtime. Those flashbacks and flash forwards almost felt like filler to me. Like they were just, they just sort of come out of nowhere sometimes and they're just a bit confusing and, and just sort of really take you out of this, uh, otherwise well-made period piece. Um, it it was just, it was just an odd, an odd choice, an odd way of, uh, I don't think it was necessary to tell us, to show us the, the dangers of radioactivity in that way. Um, um, but yeah, like I said, Resmond Pike is absolutely brilliant in this film. She just carries this film on her shoulders. It's such an incredible performance from her. Um, and I love the way there was, I don't know if anyone else noticed this, but the, the actual film almost sometimes looked like you were looking through like a light bulb. It had sort of like a, um, an oval vignette around it. Yeah. Um, and you know, it was a really interesting way of, uh, portraying a story, um, you know, obviously this is a time where electricity isn't what, what it is today. So it's very sort of dimly lit in, in some scenes and stuff like that. And that really does convey the, the time period quite well. Um, but yeah, I think it does have pacing issues. And like I said, I wasn't a fan of those flashbacks and flash forwards. It was just too, for me, it was just too on the nose um, for what it was trying to say to us. Um, Herbie, I know you were looking forward to this film a lot. Um, what did you think about it? Yeah, I, I couldn't help but be disappointed in the end, really, because, like you say, 
on a number of levels it, it felt really flawed like the script like you say wasn't doesn't need to be overly subtle but it also needs some level of subtlety more so than smacking you around the face with every single thing it's trying to say and it it just feels like i don't know if it's recently where i've been watching and paying attention to more um biopics but it just feels like the same as all the other ones which are like overly fictionalized sort of vague looks at one part of someone's life because i know it's sort of covered a little bit more with the flashbacks and the flash forwards which i thought were inappropriate as well as poorly inserted into the film but i'll get onto that into a set in a second whereby it's sort of all like really dramatic and quite well shot it was quite a nice looking film i must say um and i can't help but compare it to the current war which i don't know if anyone else watched yes yeah it just sort of you know there were some good performances in there um it was it looked really nice and it was a lot of care was clearly taken with the technical aspects of the film yeah but in pretty much every other way it was lacking i really hate and i don't know uh, this seems to be in every single film of its ilk so someone needs to stop it where at the end of a film just before the credits you get the darkened screen and then a picture brightens up and then you get one line then it goes down and you get another line about their life and then it goes down and you get another line about their life and it always seems to be three lines about their life with three pictures and then it closes on just a picture without any words and oh it must have been fresh and exciting when the first ever film about someone in real life came to light but can we stop it now (laughs) please can we stop it now because we saw everything that the film wanted to show us about her life most of which probably wasn't true anyway given how these have gone i mean as I've been a Wikipedia man due to the fact I haven't watched many of these films because I haven't been able to. I mean, there's a whole section on the radioactive Wikipedia page marked controversy, which tells you what you need to know about how um, accurate a lot of it is. And uh, it it felt old fashioned in a lot of ways and not in a good way, not in a sort of, this is traditional because it has to be. It was like old fashioned because they hadn't caught up with the times. And even, like you say, Rosamund Pike was fantastic, and I blame this entirely on the direction and the creative choices that the creators made. But I don't understand why you're portraying someone who was born in Poland and lived in France with a very old-fashioned English accent. I mean, what's the point of doing an old-fashioned English accent to represent the time if you're not also going to represent the location? You might as well just have have Rosamund Pike talking quite normally. It felt like a very Victorian-era, like stage house voice which wasn't her fault once again because everything else she did was fantastic and that was clearly a creative choice that the director took yeah but i thought it was really flawed and it it was very easy to forget for a lot of it that it wasn't set in paris for most of it apart from a couple of references to paris where it's just like oh i don't like paris i don't care for paris which uh, okay we we, we expect that but we don't we shouldn't have to be told every (laughs) that we're in paris we should be able to see it and feel it and I know that's not what the film is about. It's not about trying to set you up in Paris, but it just felt like a bit, a bit, a bit lazy. And I'm, it's not like she should have done a very over-the-top French or Polish accent. She would have spoken with a Polish accent and maybe adopted some French mannerisms later in her life, because that also sounds really hokey and fake. But so does speaking in a really old-fashioned English accent. So either way, you lose. So I guess I guess I'm not being particularly favourable there because no, I haven't got I, I haven't got a solution that involves winning for any of <laughs> yeah. the, any of that. 
Now, Herbie, I think you you are pretty correct on most of those lines. Then that I I found this film to be very difficult to relate to the main character, and I think one minute you're rooting for her because of the things that she's doing, but at the same time, on the other hand, you're not rooting for her because actually she's acting very badly. Or I, I forgot here an expletives uh, a word, um, but. You know, the the interwoven scenes and events that come within this film, it's not like they're inserting that to extend the time, like Ranjit said. I think they're inserting that just to give gravitas to the things that she did do. The things that she discovered were bad and good for humanity. And while some of that worked, it also was detriment to the film because it just felt really unnatural to insert those. Now, if you are aware of who Marie Curie is, you almost know that she's she's done some of these things, that she's discovered these things that have these turns of events. Now, there could have been a lot better to way to insert this than really show visually quite exactly how bad some of the atrocities were that occurred that, uh, upon her discovery. Um you know, they're, they're, it just felt a bit, it just didn't feel right within the biopic. It almost made it feel like the things that she discovered were wrong and bad and like shouldn't have been discovered when really it's moved humanity along in, in ways that it should like, it should have occurred. Like it's a, it's a great achievement, but at the same time, it, it made it feel very wrong. Um, it, I, I just found that they left the viewer to to understand some of the science and history like up to themselves. It, if you didn't know about her work and how it relates to the events, it made it hard to follow because you weren't overly concerned with in, with with informing the viewer. Almost like I usually complain about being held by the hand. Um, but in this instance, I wanted to know a bit more about the science and how her work created the atomic bomb instead of how. The, her work influenced the creation of it. Does that make sense? Like the science yeah. behind that sort of stuff would have been more entertaining for me. Um, I, 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 I liked it more than I disliked it, but I can't find the positives right now. And I think David might pick out the positives within the film, but I just mostly found myself very confused in how I should feel about Marie Curie because I know that she was a great person. You know, that's what society tells me. But the reality is that I feel like she was an, a great mind, a very intellectual person. But at the same time, her personal life was 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 terrible. Uh, she was a terrible mother by the looks of it, uh, with some redemption later on. I feel like her her love life was terrible. Her actions that she took were terrible. And I don't know how I feel about that. And I don't know if I like any of that. And do I, do I want to know any of this? Is it true? I, I just don't know. Um, so I, I came out of thinking that whilst it was a well-made piece of cinema, one that I would have liked to have seen in the cinema, it just didn't feel right with me. It didn't, I just didn't, I wasn't comfortable watching this film at all. Um, but David, are you going to, to to give a different opinion here or not? Yeah, a very different opinion. So I've been sat here sort of listening to you guys and what you thought of it and what you made of it. And I'm singing off a completely different hymn sheet. I understand the criticisms that you've made and I've taken them on board. But I really liked this film. And when I say really liked it, like after watching it, I, I was thinking this was one of my favourite films of this year so far. 
Um, and when I say this year, I'm talking 2020. Um, so I, I thought it was a fantastic film. Uh, it starts in Paris in 1934, and then immediately we're, we're flashed back in time. And I loved the pace and the feel of the start. Uh, and also there was a very young Mary Curie uh, in this. Um, we saw her childhood. And the actress that played her, even though she was only briefly in it, I thought she was really superb. Her name is Harriet Turnbull. Um, she's not actually been in much stuff, but Harriet Turnbull, if if you're listening, you did fantastically well in this. And it's certainly an act, an actress or an actor, however you want to word it, um, to look out for. I thought she was superb. I loved the soundtrack and the pace and the plot style. And I couldn't disagree more. I loved the flash forwards and the flashbacks. I thought they worked really well. I thought they added history to the film. I thought they added substance to the film. Um, perhaps I, I want to interrupt you here, just because I felt the flashbacks didn't add substance. Like it detracted from Marie Curie in a way that I just didn't like at all. I, I'm I, really sorry. I had to, I had to say that. No, I it's fine. To, I, I just to... totally disagree. Maybe I maybe it's because I didn't know as much about Marie Curie. As as perhaps you did, and I maybe need to be spoon-fed. Maybe I'm just a large baby. I don't know. Um, but I, I, I really enjoyed the way it was. You could say spoon-fed to me. I loved the flashbacks. I loved the flash-forwards. It kept me on the edge of my seat. Um, I thought it was really well done. Uh, Rosamund Pike is superb in this. I think Herbie makes a very interesting point about the accent. Um, it is a bizarre choice, presumably. Mm. Well, uh, definitely from the director. It wouldn't be the actor who would who would decide on the accent. And also Sam Riley. Um, I thought his performance as um, Pierre Curie, um, I thought he was brilliant. And I don't know what it was about this film. I watched it on my iPad at home. I think I'd have loved it even more if I'd seen it in the cinema. But I just remember thinking, I'm loving every second of this. I love the pace. I love the action. I love the script. Looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, doesn't get brilliant scores on Rotten Tomatoes. Gets 60% from the critics. So nothing spectacular there. Gets 48%. So officially it's not fresh from the audience. Um, and the uh, the actual sort of you know, little critics consensus says radioactive's flawed script and counterproductive storytelling choices are offset by Rosman Pike's central performance. So actually the critic consensus is much more in line with what you're saying, Craig, what Herbie's saying and what Ranjit's saying. But for me, I absolutely loved this film. Thought it was superb. Okay. That's really, that's, that's interesting to hear, you know, um, I I can't agree with what you're saying, um, but I I can agree well, that Rosamund Pike disagree. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> Rosamund Pike is a fantastic actress, and I think she did do a great job. But the accent great was job. very strong. Were very strange. This isn't her best film. No. I think A Private War. Yeah, I was about to was say was amazing. Yeah. When we saw that in the cinema together, it was jaw droppingly great. The the change she goes through in that film, you just don't quite get that change in this film. You don't quite get her evolution. Um, you do get some bits of it, but not not to the extent that you get in a private war at all. Um, no, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Anybody else got anything to say, Ranji? As you're hosting this one, what do you, you know? Um, well, I'll start off with the questions. Then shall we round off? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I'm gonna say it's a confusing one. I'm gonna say. I'm going to say it is worth it because of the subject matter 
and um, because of how important Mary Curie was to this field in science and to this discovery, um, purely on those basis, that basis, I'm going to say it's, it's worth watching. Um, and yeah, I just think there's a, there's a really good story, really interesting story in here that is just sort of hasn't found its way out. Mm. Um, and this could have been, this should have been a lot better, I think. Um, so yeah, I'm going to say it is worth it though. Um, Herbie. Um, I think I'm going to say it's not worth it. And there's two reasons why, um, Oh, you've all gone very silent. You're still there. Yes, we yeah. are. Yeah. Oh, we... good, good. It went <laughs> silent. It went silent like it has done when it sort of cuts out. So I was just making sure. Um, I think, like uh, the, the flash forwards were definitely an issue for me. In that it seemed, like you say, it seemed to sort of paint Marie Curie as an unintentional villain in human history. And I think if they'd taken the one where the little boy is being cured from his tumor, put that at the very end of his film. And I've read somewhere, this may be completely made up, that in France, um, radiotherapy and, and, and such are known as curie therapy. Yes, yeah, yep, yep, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I if the a, film... It, that was in the film. It was. Yeah. It was one of the final things that I hated. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so once again, uh, clearly I learned from it. Um, but I feel like if the film had ended with that f- sort of flash forward after having all the other ones, and then the final um, part line in the film t- t- calling it curie therapy i think that would have done far more for her legacy yeah in this sort of quite fictionalized film and i think i'm going to say it's also not worth it because if you want to find out more about her read a book read up about her and if you want to watch a drama there are better dramas to watch so i'm going to say it's not worth it interesting Craig, how about you? Do you think it was worth it? <laughs> um, I'm I'm really like torn between saying yes and no. Um, you know what? I'm going to say yes, it's worth watching. Now, I'll, I'm going to give this, it's almost like a yes worth watching. If, if, so there's an if. He so looks really oh, troubled here. I, I am, I am <laughs> troubled. Um, it is worth watching if you are very interested in Marie Curie and do not know anything about her and you would like to learn a bit more about her, you know, give it a watch and then do a bit more research on the back of that um, and understanding. But you are correct, Herbie, in like the way that those flashbacks paint her in that an awful light, make her to look like a villain in humanity is 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 terrible. And, you know, it's not her fault that a lot of these things came off the back of her her findings absolutely um but there was a lot of good that came from it and they focused they zeroed in on the bad rather than giving some light to the good things and giving that relief it just didn't it felt out of order in the sense of the way it was displayed and just out of order for her legacy um but yeah it's it's worth a watch but it's it's a negative one for me though it's i just can't I just can't give it the praise it needs or could have had if it was just done and executed in a bit more of a better way. It's, it's the only word I can use, really, unfortunately. Um, mm. David, 
Is it worth it for you? Yeah, look, absolutely worth it. I, I really, really loved this film. I was really excited to hear what the guys had to say about it. I thought Craig would love it. I thought Herbie would love it. I thought Ranjit would love it. Maybe I need to rewatch it and maybe I'll see some of the issues that have been highlighted. But for me, uh, I loved the soundtrack. I loved the pace. I loved the plot. I thought Rosamund Pike was superb. I thought Sam Riley was superb. It's on Amazon Prime right now. Radioactive, for me, 100% worth it. Check it out. And now you get to hear about another brand new film to Amazon Prime, Troop Zero. Aren't we all lucky? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should do that again. (laughs) No, carry on. In rural 1977 Georgia, a misfit girl dreams of life in outer space. When a national competition offers her a chance at her dream to be recorded on NASA's golden record, she recruits a makeshift troop of birdie scouts, forging friendships that last a lifetime and beyond. Let's listen to a clip. Toolbox. Give me four dollars for my cookies so I can be a woman of substance. Now, Ray Ray. Do it. Give that back. Now get out of here. Ah! Ah! Hi. Would you like to buy some delicious birdie cookies? You're not a Girl Scout. It's Birdie Scouts. And we work on building communities and no. strengthen ourselves? No. No. Please, I get so scared talking in front of strangers. What kind of evangelist does that make you? Yes, so that was a great clip from Troop Zero. And I'll start off the review here. Um, I just want to start off by saying I absolutely love this film. And this film has taken the number one spot in my best film of the year so far. Um, um, It's a brilliant film directed by um, a duo called Bert and Bertie, who are a British comedy duo, I believe, um, which I found out after researching. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to McKenna Grace, who plays, um, oh, I can't remember the main actress, uh, character's name, but she plays the young girl in this film. And she's absolutely brilliant in this film. Violet Davis is excellent. And we've got Alison Janey again, who's also excellent in this film. This film is just so charming, just so emotional. Um, the finale is absolutely, like, it has a brilliant payoff in the end. Um, I just love how inclusive it is, how diverse it is. Um, you know, that you've got people from all different backgrounds and sort of, uh, sexual orientations and identities in this film and it just it just makes them feel so real and so for lack of a better word just normal just like it just it's just so inclusive and just it's just so beautiful um it's such a heartwarming story about um a young girl who's just uh she's lost at the start of the film she's just lost her mother so she's a little lost in the world and 
she's so um, in love with space and in love with science. Um, so in that aspect, it's a really good film to watch if you have young young children, especially young girls. Um, this is really a film for you know for the misfits and for the people who think they may be a little weird, and you know for the geeks and the nerds out there. This is a film for you that you can hopefully relate to and sort of realise that you're there's nothing wrong with you. You know you're just you know, it, it, it's so beautiful. I just love this film from start to finish. I love the script. It's so, it's funny. It's hilarious. Um, the, the final, the, the finale is just so funny. But, you know, you go through all the emotions in the end. You go through laughter and uh, sadness and just you feel overjoyed for the main characters. Um, and, yeah, I want to see more from McKenna Grace. I hope she gets more after this film. Uh, she was brilliant in this film. I want to see more from this duo of Bert and Bertie. I want to see some more films from them. And, uh, I yeah, and I also wanted to say the soundtrack. Yeah, we heard a, a song in that clip there, but the soundtrack is so good as well. It was so fun, so representative of the time that this film is set in. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, just an absolute uh, brilliant film. Craig, what did you think? Um, I didn't get round to finishing the movie. Now, I can't quite remember how far into it I got. Okay. Um, but from what I saw, it was it was fantastic. Like the the the, the whole way that the film was set up, the acting uh, from the young protagonist that you mentioned earlier, um, she was just a breath of fresh air. Um, she really, really was, and she just stole the show straight away in the film. Um, straight under from under, like the the you know seasoned veterans such as Alison Janey and Viola Davis, like they they are amazing. But she really shone through from what I saw, and I think I may have seen about forty five minutes of the film. That's all I've seen. So it's a it's a it's a decent chunk of the film to to get yeah. a gauge of what the film's about and where it was going. Um, it really had this feel, a little bit of, of feeling in terms of story, like of a Wes Anderson kind of feel. Yeah. Um, but but without the the, the over the top stuff. Without the um, tomfoolery. Yeah, without the tomfoolery. But the tomfoolery kind of came out of the protagonist's heart almost. Like it's so heartwarming from what I saw. Now I can't give a complete review, and I can't say whether it was worth it or not because I haven't finished seeing it or anything like that. But from what I saw, and from the back of your review. Ranji, I can't wait to finish watching it. I really, really, really can't. Um, I don't know. Herbie, you haven't seen it, have you either? No, you weren't able to finish it. I was not able to start it. So um, okay. doing great over here. <laughs> <laughs> so David, then we'll pass the, the baton over to you and see if you can you can round this review off. I've got to say, I wish, I wish, I wish I liked this film as much as I liked what Ranji had to say about it, because it was lovely to hear Ranji be so passionate about this film. And I just, I just didn't feel that about this movie. Um, that's not to say that this is a bad film because this is certainly not a bad film. That's reflected in the Rotten Tomato score: sixty-seven percent from the critics and seventy-eight percent from the audience. This is a liked film. Um, it's got a striking soundtrack, um, brilliant acting from the children, absolutely brilliant. I want to make that very, very clear. Um, like Craig said, you've got Viola Davis and Alison Janey there, two seasoned Hollywood actresses. But um, McKenna Grace um, as Christmas Flint, she she gives a brilliant performance. And it's got a really lovable story. But for some reason, I, 
this is not a bad film. Don't get me wrong, Craig. This is this is a good film, but it's a film that I really because str- I wanted to like it because it's so lovable and the mm. acting's so good and the soundtrack's so good. I really wanted um, to like it. And I'm not saying I disliked it. I just couldn't get into it. I couldn't get engaged with it. Now, I don't know whether that's because we've recorded four episodes of cinema at home. In total, I've seen nine films, plus the three that I've seen in the cinema, plus a full-time job. I don't know whether I watched it on the back of being tired and I wasn't in the right frame of mind. But for me, I just I was really shocked when Ranjit said how much he liked it. But I'm glad he said how much he liked it because this is a good film. It's just one that I struggled with. It's kind of a reverse action here because, like, we kind of dislike radioactive in some sense. Yeah. But, yeah. But the film that stands out here, you dislike. And it could no, be. No, I don't dislike it. Well, you're not speaking as fondly. <laughs> I'm as not. I'm, I'm just saying I'm not as madly in love as Ranjit. I, you weren't I, engaged. I, I struggled with it. Yeah. But, you know. It gets it gets it gets good scores from the critics. It gets pretty good reviews from the critics. It gets seventy eight percent from the audience. Ranjit's given it a good review. So when other people are singing and praising a film, I have to question whether I've got the wrong end of the stick here. And I'm willing to say, on the back of eight other films that I've seen, on the back of eight other film reviews, three trips to the cinema, a full time job. Plus a social life, giggity. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe I've missed. <laughs> maybe I've, maybe I've missed something there. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, of course I do. Yeah, I, I, I perhaps think that maybe you have, but at the same time, you don't have to enjoy every film that no. you see. And and um, I'm intrigued to watch the rest of the film to it, to yeah, really get I'd a gauge. Love to hear what you think. Yeah, I mean, from what I saw, I was loving it. I really, really was. But as I say, I just ran out of time. I, I. David, you you made it summed it up quite like profoundly there in the sense of how much work needs to go yeah. into the way making this show and yeah. the other shows that surround it and the the time that I have now is very delicate and it's very difficult for myself to 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 fit everything in and I want to give it my all and I want to give everything my attention so I, it it feels unnatural for me to say that I haven't seen the film and yeah, and yeah, upset but, but this is the first time. Maybe yeah. ever. Well, perhaps. Like I've, but, I mean, I've started watching a film that, but I, I, I want to watch the whole film and finish it. And I dislike turning off films and picking them back up again. Mm. So I probably will watch this from the start and give it my full attention when I can. It's just when do I fit these things in? But, but I, 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 I'm very interested to see how Ranjit's view, which is very high up, and your view, which is much lower down, will compare once I finish watching it. Um, and I am I am intrigued to see how that works out. What, one thing I do want to say before we round it off, obviously Ranjit's in the massive yes camp. I'm in the, yeah, it's okay camp. It is worth, the ending is beautiful. Yeah. The ending is, I, although I struggled on the journey, the payoff at the end is gorgeous and beautiful and heartfelt and warm and lovely and you just want to dance on clouds of candy floss it's it's it, the ending's marvelous <laughs> that's good to hear i might just ask i i know ranjit you're hosting this but ranjit yeah. and david i'm going to ask you both the questions because it just feels right to do so uh ranjit <laughs> is it worth it <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely it's worth it like i said it's become my uh, favorite film of the year so far is taking the number one spot over um, Invisible Man. Um, so yeah, yeah, definitely worth it. David, 
Is it worth it? Look, I struggled with this film and I do think there are some problems with it, but it is worth it. Um, and it's worth it for the fantastic child cast. The, the performances they bring are so mature, so in-depth. Uh, it's worth it for that alone. And like I said, the ending is a wonderful payoff. It's not something that I loved, but I did love Ranjit's review and I love how much he loves this film. <laughs> us to the end of cinema at home amazon prime episode three sorry about the wait but we hope we've more than made up for it today if you've enjoyed listening then please don't forget to leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts or if you want to help us continue to grow then please consider checking out our patreon Lockdown has slowed down the progress we've been making, so an extra big thank you to our Patreons for helping to keep us going. We really, really do appreciate it, Patreons, so thank you so, so much. As always, we'd love to hear from you, and you can get in contact with us through our various social media pages, such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any others that we might have going on in the background. Uh, so, <laughs> or you can drop us an email on my mail is worth it at isitworthitpodcast.com. That email address again is my mail is worth it at isitworthitpodcast.com. Thank you for listening, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Have a wonderful day, evening, morning, noon, night. I don't know what it is, but goodbye. Goodbye. Cheerio. Bye. <laughs> I had to finish with some sort of extra big goodbye. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Nice to be back. Nice to be back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Sparks card.